0: Hey y'all and welcome to Ain't No Such Thing, where we tell original southern horror stories and we talk about some legends that you may have heard of. My name is Amanda and I'm joined today by Kevin Laporte.
1: Greetings and salutations.
0: And Jess has returned. Yay! Welcome back, back, Jess. Welcome Thanks. back. We missed you. Thanks. It hadn't been the same without you. No. <laughs> so sweet. So what's y'all been doing?
1: Talking about southern cryptids, southern bigfoots, bigfeets. Big Um,
0: feats, I think that's the proper terminology (laughs) of the South.
1: Big (laughs) hairy creatures in the South that can't be explained by their human parentage.
0: But today we're going to talk about one that is dear to my heart, the Rougarou.
1: Yep, headed over to Louisiana after spending some time here in our home state of Alabama talking about the white thing and time in Florida talking about the venerable smelly skunk ape.
2: I feel like there's like a hygiene topic (laughs)
1: It keeps occurring. Bigfoot creatures are not known for their self-care.
0: <laughs> I don't associate the rugaroo with a bad smell, though. He's not a really wet dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, if he got in the water, he's literally a really wet dog. <laughs> it's a werewolf. He qualifies as a really wet dog. So that is part of his um, descriptor at this point.
0: I'll say he prances on the, the grass around the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly is the rugaroo?
1: Well, let's get back into some history when we talk about the Rougarou. This legend goes back centuries. You can trace it back to the European tradition of werewolves. And specifically for the Rougarou, we go back to 16th century France to the French werewolf that they called the Loupe-Garou. L-O-U-P hyphen G-A-R-O-U. These were mythical creatures that were people who transformed into wolves, as the, we're familiar with these legends, uh, during the full moon at night only. And they were basically something you could blame anything else on. You could blame your kid getting hurt on the Rougarou. You could blame your water being stolen at night. But on the Rougarou, you could blame something you stole from your neighbor on the ruguru Rougarou
0: Luguru made me do it.
1: That's exactly what it was. <laughs> It even got to the point that people were being brought to trial for being a ruger. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, a loop guru.
0: So okay, the best thing that I found during my my research of loop guru and rugeru was the picture of the loop guru going to court. And it look like you got to see this. I had to. I had to print this out because I want this on my wall. There for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh this is going to be the cover photo for this episode. I insist.
1: He looks like a very continental warthog.
0: He's, he does not look like he smells bad. He looks happy. He, yeah, he's, he's getting his day in court. <laughs> <laughs> and and he probably ate some children. <laughs> or so something. his belly was full. Or at he's, least he was blamed for
1: eating some children.
0: Oh, but they they had the trials and, and people uh, they were trying to determine who was a loop guru and They'd, they'd accuse someone and everybody would just say, yeah, yeah, that's a loop guru, just so that they wouldn't get accused of being a loop guru. So does that sound familiar?
1: Yeah, it sounds like the Salem Witch, witch Trials. And basically, it wasn't even any sort of real vote. It was basically if the public sort of indicated that you were a loop guru, you were a loop guru and you were going to hang for it or burn for it or something.
0: Hmm.
1: Pretty, pretty extreme. So you did not want to be blamed For being a loop guru, because it was like a 100% chance that you were going to get convicted.
2: So do I want to be a witch, or do I want to be a loop guru?
1: It depends on how bad you want the town to smell while you're burning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll live deliciously and smell nice while I'm doing it.
1: (laughs) So how does a loop guru come to be?
2: I don't know. Grow out your hair?
0: Well, you can be a bad Catholic. The loop guru is the, the Lent police. And Lent for Catholics is the period between Ash Wednesday and Easter where you try to imitate the sacrifices that Christ made. And you give up something that is meaningful to you for For that period of time. You don't eat meat on Fridays. And you know you basically are doing penance for all the bad stuff that you pulled during Mardi Gras. Mm. So, say you wanted to give up alcohol for Lent. You know, you have a little rum on your bread pudding. Werewolf.
1: You're going to be a werewolf.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So
1: you don't follow the rules of the church for seven years. You have to be devout and perfect for seven full years. I mean, you could have broken a mirror and gotten rid of your bad luck in the same period of time. But if you do one little thing wrong in that period of time after Mardi Gras, you're going to become a werewolf. And in every full moon, every every month, you're going to turn into a werewolf, a loop guru. Steal from your neighbors, kill their kids, go to court.
0: Yep, and and y'all sm- Catholics that give up Facebook. Um, that one time you get a notification on your phone and you look at it, werewolf. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How I read it was that if you didn't observe Lent, and then after seven years, you were going to be a rougarou, well, or a loop guru. She's. <laughs> 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 <Jeez.
1: laughs> It, it got very specific in some legends that if you messed up in seven years, you were going Ooh. to be a werewolf. Ouch. And right. then you're just a menace to the community. And basically somebody could, it set up a situation where somebody could see that you weren't adhering to the rules of Lent. You know, you had a bologna sandwich on a Friday during that period between Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. And they would go and point you out because they're the God police. And then everybody else will say, oh, yeah, he's obviously a loop guru because he's eating bologna on Fridays. And plus, he slept with my wife. He <laughs> mm-hmm. bit my kid on the leg. You know, on and on and on. He, he ripped me off in gambling, on jousting. Okay,
2: first of know. all, the bite on the leg thing is not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a little concerned. Maybe he is a recruiter. He's a little rabid. <laughs> it's like,
0: let's get that misanthrope. <laughs>
1: That was a common form of corporal punishment in medieval <laughs> France. I have it on uh, good authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bite your kid on the leg. No spanking. Just
0: just bite. Man, just I pl- thought get a switch was bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I might take the bite over a switch. I'm a Southern. I've experienced the switch. The loop guru legend back in prior centuries in France was used as a cautionary tale like the boogeyman like hugging Molly that we've discussed before, to scare kids into being obedient?
2: Well, it just kind of blows my mind. And I guess it I shouldn't say that because it does make sense. It, I mean, you have to have a reason. I mean, we have a child. We know <laughs> that you want them to behave. And so sometimes parents would come up with ways to, I guess, frighten them. Um, it kind of got a little intense.
0: <laughs> now, the way you'd say that here is you put the fear of God in them. That's the fear of the
1: Rougarou, who is the agent of God.
2: Mm -hmm. But I think it makes a little bit more sense, too, as far as just being a scapegoat, Um, you know, whether you can blame it on the boogeyman, whether you want to blame it on the loop guru, not just a scapegoat again for, um, you know, just you uh, doing certain things, but also to explain the bumps in the night the crazy things that happen that you can't explain. If you put a form on something, that helps you feel like you're in more control.
1: Well sure. When they're relying more on superstition than logic, which was common, you know, in those past centuries, that's what they're going to resort to in Absolutely. some story. You know, it could be Baba Yaga in Russia mm-hmm. or the boogeyman in, in lots of parts of the world. But in this case, the Rougarou was an easy target or the loop and you'll see when we talk about the rougarou itself in Louisiana here in a few minutes, it's still used that way in modern times. Unfortunately, too common and normalized.
2: <laughs> I hope now that people will kind of take more of an idea as far as the like psychological explanations of why people do things, and not necessarily, oh, it's a rougarou. <laughs> <laughs> I but... <laughs> doubt it. <laughs>
1: Have you looked at Facebook before? Good point.
2: Good point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, how did the Loop guru transform into the Rougarou and find its way all the way to Southern America? Not South America, the southern part of the United States.
0: went a-travelin'.
1: Went a-travelin' via Canada, via the Acadians, who moved to Louisiana and had their name shortened to Cajuns. If you didn't know that little piece of history. That's how the Rougarou got down in our part of the country. And you say you had an idea on how the the term rougarou evolved from loup
0: Oh yeah, Cajuns they shorten things up and they make it sound good and easy to say and musical. Yeah, loup become rougarou. Rougarou.
1: rougarou. rougarou.
0: Rougarou. There you go,
1: Martin Brandt. You wanted our Cajun accent, Amanda gave you one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Leave go that monster on the bank there. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> so dovetailing from that, if the name changed from oral tradition, the facts. Are the common knowledge, I suppose, about the Loop Guru as it became the Ruguru also changed? So the Loop Guru was a werewolf that formed because a person didn't adhere to the rules of Lent for seven years. A Ruguru hunts and kills people who mess up during Lent, who don't adhere to the sacrifice that they made.
2: I think I read somewhere it said they he sucks people's blood for like days at a time
1: you can find so many different variations <laughs> on this theme so but he's it,
2: a yeah, vampire too
1: <laughs> yeah i saw something about blood droplets um but mostly one way or the other you don't stick to what you said you were going to give up for Lent and the rougarou is going to hunt you down and get you so here's a question just based on that so if you're protestant how does that affect you are you just dead i mean i know protestant people that live in louisiana and so far the Ruguru hasn't gotten them so are they a, a, exempt because they're not catholic is this just a catholic thing
0: i know catholics who lie
1: <laughs> but the Ruguru knows the truth he's like santa claus
2: and now are we still pertaining to Lent, or are we just saying that just lint <laughs> So the rest so, of the year,
0: you can mess it up all you want. Well, right.
2: okay, but I clearly wasn't Catholic when I was ten years old, and decided to say, "Hey, I am going to do Lent because all my friends are doing it," <laughs> and I gave up ice cream, by the way. So it went really well, by so, the way.
1: <laughs> but you were in Indiana. There is no rougarou up there. Oh yeah, he, that's right. He wasn't. We bo- got corn
2: up there. He wasn't booking
1: flights ones. to the Midwest <laughs> to, to get little girls that ate ice cream when they weren't supposed to. I think you have to be pledged Catholic. I think you have to be. Adhering to those rules, and when you don't, the Ruguru is coming for you.
0: Yeah. You get baptized, you get confirmed, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and, and then you
1: pray to the Ruguru. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't find any real accounts of anybody allegedly being killed by a Ruguru in modern times. I looked, I did research. Not one? They just haven't Not looked one. hard enough. Maybe, but (laughs) even the weird YouTube videos that you run across, the Rougarou is just like hanging out across the bank. He's uh, down the road and ran through a ditch, ran into some meth-ridden lady's car and ran away.
0: (laughs) That was a great video. (laughs) (laughs) I dropped my damn gun and ran.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll link that one in the credits. If you're being attacked by a monster, don't drop your gun. That's the wrong tactic.
0: But if a Rougarou is akin to a werewolf, a regular old gun ain't going to stop him.
1: That's true. That If she had silver, she would have pawned it long ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it was in silverware or... <laughs>
0: silver caps. Bullets.
1: Um, she would have just taken one from the riguru because those silver bullets were going to the pawn shop, not into a chamber.
2: <laughs> so let me get this straight. So it's just a hairy stalker? Yes. <laughs> well, we got lots of those. <laughs>
1: it's a hairy, toothy, Bible thumper, who calls you out when you don't do what they think you're supposed to do, but instead of just pointing the finger and, and putting nasty notes on your Facebook wall, he comes and kills you.
0: I know that guy.
1: I think we all know that
0: guy. <laughs> the evidence that we've seen online is kind of glorious um, in in skunk ape fashion. But I really love the one you told me, you showed me that was a picture, a confirmed picture of the Rougarou <laughs> that was a man with a fishing pole because you can see the tackle box sitting next <laughs> to him. Orange. He's by the river. He's, he's got a hat on.
1: It was, The video was entitled something like Aerial Footage Proof of Rougarou. <laughs> and it's Amanda pointed out the fishing pole and the tackle box. It's clearly a guy in a hat fishing He's in the swamp. wearing
0: jeans. You can see pockets <laughs> on the jeans.
1: <laughs> well, technically if a person and this is the loop guru tradition not the rougarou but he, if he became a werewolf, if he became a loop or, or a ruguru, then his jeans might be intact. Those Levi's might still be fitting as he runs through the swamp.
0: That's some quality denim
2: <laughs> that head that turns into the wolf.
1: I've seen that version of the legend that it's only the head, but most of them involve full on lupine garu form.
0: Now, it's not necessarily just a wolf, right?
1: No, i <laughs> it gets really weird if you dig into it enough. And I don't want to go too far off base here, but wolves have been extinct in Louisiana and East Texas for at least 40 plus years. The ones, Mm -hmm. the few that were remaining were taken and for preservation purposes and repopulated in other parts of the United States because the people were just killing them. They were, you know, uh, menacing cattle and livestock. So they, they moved them, they killed them. And then the rest were moved. So without wolves there, the tradition has changed because these people that live there for the last 50 some odd years, they aren't familiar with wolves. They don't see wolves. So they've changed it over this time. It's mutated into, it could be any animal that's a Rougarou and it's plain white. And it's a person who sold their soul to the devil to assume animal form. Now, I don't know what the incentive is to assume animal form or what the devil's offering these days for a soul. None of it makes sense to me. Why would you sell yourself to the devil to assume animal form? The only way you can turn back from one of these pale white animal forms is somebody cuts you and then you can change back to your normal form. So you're paying your soul, getting something from the devil to turn into an animal only to get cut. So you can turn back to human.
2: Well, I mean, I'd like to be a bird or something. It'd be kind of cool to fly.
1: Well, run over there, find Satan, sell (laughs) your soul and you'll be a nice, pretty white bird that stalks people in Louisiana.
2: Why do I have to stalk? Why can't I just go be That's the curse. Oh, good gracious.
1: There was a story of a guy who was walking through town. It was actually a kid, and there was a white puppy following him, nipping at his heels playfully. And He turned around with a pocket knife and cut it on its paw, and it ran away. And the next day, some traveling salesman or traveling preacher or something like that, I forget the exact vocation this man had, shows up in town with a cut hand. And the theory is that he was the puppy and the kid released him from the curse. I don't know what any of that means, but that's the story.
2: Well, I don't understand why that kid had to cut the puppy in the first place. Like maybe he had a good reason to be following that
0: kid. He's just a little antichrist walking down
1: the street. Well, sometimes in the backwoods, people do things for strange reasons.
0: Well, my, my favorite story that I've seen like that is an episode of the twilight zone called a Jess bell. And, Jess Bell stel- sells her soul to a witch for the love of a man that she likes that's in love with another woman. And so she gets the love of the man for selling her soul. But at night, she becomes a panther. And wow. so she doesn't have any control over herself. She's going around killing all the animals in town. And so all the men, they get up to go hunt the panther down. So he winds up you know, shooting her and getting back with the woman. It's a great Twilight Zone episode. It's
1: one of those hillbilly episodes of the Twilight Zone, like the man who didn't know he was dead. That's a great one. It's so good. And those are some of the best ones. That, that just the way that it's handled the writing, of course, is perfect.
0: Well, that uh, one's so country. You know who wrote that one? The man who wrote the Waltons.
1: Oh, wow. Who was that?
0: Earl Hamner, Jr.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I never would have guessed that.
0: It has you mean, that John feel? Boy?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point in life where I was strangely uh, similar to that guy in appearance and profile, but not anymore. <laughs>
0: He's about a foot shorter than you. Yeah, he's a lot shorter. And he's got a big I mom. like Richard Thomas, <laughs> 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 but he killed Pennywise, <laughs> oh. so you should enjoy him.
2: I do. I like him more and more.
0: <laughs> as far as creatures, though, you've got the uh, the Honey Island Swamp Monster, and I found an image. <laughs> Of the so-called Honey Island Swamp Monster. But he's a little bit more alligator ape with teeth all over him.
1: But that's not the way he's described in the accounts. He's described as a Bigfoot. A smelly, hairy, seven foot tall, 300 pound Bigfoot. Which to me is swamp ape on or skunk ape on vacation.
0: Well, they're missing out on a real louisiana themed opportunity to use this gator as (laughs) as a mascot i saw i read in my research for this that the uh the hornets were thinking of changing their names to the rougarous at one point that's true oh my god i would i would buy a rougarou jersey
1: instead they went with the really menacing pelicans (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, the pe- the pelicans are pretty menacing too.
1: They are, but the name is not that menacing. No, I
0: it, would it, much rather support the Rugerous <laughs> than the Pelicans.
1: It just sounds like they're going to stand around on a pier and look at you hungrily, ah! and hope you'll throw them a piece of fish. <laughs> <laughs> but the the Rougarou would have been great, and the mascot would have been amazing. But don't go see the New Orleans Rugerous play basketball during Lent. Just. Take no, for he'll it. just jump into the
0: stands and take <laughs> start, you out. Start
1: killing people at random Start eating
0: ice cream. <laughs> oh, and you gave up beer for Lent? <laughs> <laughs>
1: now, those are big guys. One of the other variations on what I read about how one becomes a Rougarou is that it's like a curse that has to be passed on. So, for example, if I'm a Rougarou, I have to find somebody to attack and transfer the curse to. Mm-hmm, so I can attack you. Too. Unlike the, a werewolf movie, if I attack you and give the curse to you, I lose it. You gain it, and I'm no longer a Ruguru. So it becomes this like uh, social disease mm-hmm. that you have to spread between people. It reminded me of It Follows, yeah, which absolutely. is basically a sexually transmitted haunting.
2: It was creepy. That was yeah. a great movie. Where people were trying
1: to pass it from one to the other, so they didn't get haunted anymore by the thing that was after them. It was a really, really unique idea in and horror. And, and maybe they pulled that from this Ruguru concept. I don't know. But that was the most common one I saw other than the Lent explanations and the curse explanations. they voodoo curse, you know, just generic voodoo curse explanations as well.
0: Well, how else do you get the uh, the Rougarou off your back if you've broken lint or otherwise angered that boy?
1: Well, the most common way to keep him at bay is also the dumbest thing that I've heard in any of our research for any of these stories. So if you looked at Facebook when you said you weren't going to use Facebook during Lent, all you have to do is take thirteen small objects. It has to be thirteen. They have to be small objects. Buttons, pennies, you know, teeth that you've lost, kidney yeah, stones <laughs> and arrange them outside the doors to your home. The Rougarou, because of the Louisiana public education system, can't count past twelve. <laughs> Oh, and so when he gets to your door, he has to count all 13 items, but every time he gets to 12, he becomes perplexed and continues counting. He goes back and counts again and again, but when he gets to 12, every time he stops, gets confused and starts over until the sun comes up, in which case, of course, he's a werewolf. He has to run home.
2: So all I picture right now is this werewolf coming up to the door, looks down, sees stuff, Puts his bifocals on because, you know, of course he's got to have bifocals on. They're small objects. I I mean, you can't see them. So he starts counting and just goes, huh, and then just restarts.
1: For like 10 hours at a time until the sun comes up. And then he's like, well, hell with this.
2: He's got frontal (laughs) lobe dementia. (laughs)
0: Oh, poor Rougarou. Either
1: that or, like I said, he's just, um, you know, it's just one of those school system things. (laughs) Not all school systems get you past 10, let alone 12. It's easy to find information and entertainment based on the Rougarou legend. Amanda and I know in years past, particularly in the 90s, played the White Wolf Games, which werewolf the apocalypse, which was basically centered around these types of legends. The werewolves were actually called Mm Garou.
0: That was fun as hell.
1: It's an amazing role-playing game, uh, an even better card game in my opinion, but... (laughs) Was uh, around in the mid '90s. Really missed that sort of thing. Um, there's a Rugeroo festival in Huma, Louisiana, off of uh, I-12 as you go toward Baton Rouge, from just uh, east of New Orleans.
0: I want to go to that.
1: There's a video on YouTube that you can watch. We'll link you in the notes, and it's interesting to see a lot of cosplay. There's a really funny panel where they give away a Rugaro survival kit <laughs> <laughs> to these kids who are like wide-eyed and scared as hell about Aww. what these people are telling, but it's kind of adorable in its own way.
0: You know they got some good food down in Homer too. And
1: anywhere in that part of Louisiana or most of Louisiana in general, the food is amazing. Mm-hmm. The Audubon Zoo, the world-renowned Audubon Zoo in New Orleans, has an actual Rougarou exhibit with a Rugaro statue. So this is how seriously they take it. Not that they believe it's real necessarily, but as a legend, they're owning the Rougarou. I think in the Riverwalk Mall, you and I have stood there and looked at a map of the Riverwalk and the French Quarter, and there's a whole story about the Rougarou right there on that map. So it's it's really well ingrained in the New Orleans and Louisiana culture. There are a bunch of movies about the Rougarou.
0: Have you seen any of them?
1: I tried to find them. Most of them are student projects. <laughs> Or independent films that aren't streaming anywhere, but you can see a lot of the trailers, probably for movies that didn't actually get made, uh, on YouTube. <laughs> One of them had a, actually a really good uh, werewolf effects, but I couldn't find anything after that. So, and it was called Beauregard Thibodeau and the Legend of the Rugeru, which has more E's, A's, and U's. Than any phrase in the history of mankind.
0: That is the most Louisiana thing I ever heard. The the Beauregard Thibodeau and the legend of the Rougarou.
1: And of course they say his name like Foghorn. Lughorn is like Beauregard Thibodeau. <laughs> That's how they say it in the, in the trailer. It's amazing. <laughs> and look, I know a lot of people from Louisiana. We got a lot of friends from Louisiana. Nobody is named Beauregard Thibodeau.
0: I had a dog named Beauregard. <laughs> was his last name Thibodeau? No, it, <laughs> it <is laughs> was <now>. Thibodeaux. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: There's a roller coaster at Cedar Point, which is a roller coaster park you've been to. It's
2: really fun. That's a really cool park, but I do not recall. <laughs> it's in
1: Ohio, right? It is. And uh, one of the most renowned roller coaster parks in the world. I think mm-hmm. it may have more roller coasters than anywhere else. yep. And they have one called Rugaroo. You can see lots of firsthand footage of people riding the Rougarou roller coaster. And, of course, on A&E Network the highest quality of news and entertainment there is. There's a show, or at least was a show, called Cajun Justice that's been lampooned to death on Saturday Night Live as main justice. And they have a whole mini episode about the Rougarou where they interview actual police officers about their encounters with the Ruguru. And some of them believe it. Most of them call it a Bigfoot. So we see how again, how cryptid legends just get shoehorned into bigfoot legends just big hairy amorphous i mean it's basically chewbacca in the woods let's just be honest about but
2: i want to give chewbacca a hug
1: you don't want to give these things a hug they all stink the honey island swamp monster is the closest thing to an actual bigfoot sighting in louisiana there's very little information like the the one that you got a picture of nothing like any of the, the descriptions i saw but You don't want to give him a hug. I'm telling you, it's a skunk ape. It smells bad. It got confused. Went to the wrong swamp. Thought it was in Florida. It's in Louisiana.
0: Honey Island Swamp Monster does sound like a Yankee candle from hell. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you said it was somewhere you wanted a vacation at Honey Island Swamp.
0: Yeah, but again, I think it could
2: be the whole Greenland and Iceland thing where it's completely opposite. <laughs> like you think you're going to a real cool island, but I think it might not be it's,
1: that. It sounds like a really fun water park, actually. Oh, I'm going to Honey Island Swamp this weekend.
2: Or a good alcoholic drink. <laughs> it
0: could be a platter over at Boudreaux, too. <laughs> the, I'd eat that. The Honey Island
1: <laughs> Swamp must. <monster. laughs>
0: Put some put some blacking on it, you know, blacking seasoning.
1: No, oh, it's a. Uh, you no, know that's good. It's black and gator tail and like orange sauce, like from Panda Express. Yeah, it. that'd be amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. It was, like
1: a nice orange glaze. I think we're onto something. <laughs> I think we're hungry.
0: Just might hungry. be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's a lot of information about the Rugaroo and, and its predecessor, the guru. So let's put it in context of what we've been talking about last time talked about the skunk ape and we rated it on three factors believability threat level and affection in other words how much we think it's it's cute awesome fun etc so in terms of believability amanda where are you ranking how are you ranking the ruger
0: i want to believe but if he didn't get me yet maybe he's just over in louisiana and i'm in alabama
1: that's true although you did live in a verifiable swamp true Your parents still live there.
0: Hmm.
1: But it's not connected to Louisiana. So maybe
0: that's it. We could wave over that way. But (laughs) I want to believe.
1: I think in terms of believability, what the Rougarou has the other ones don't have is about 500 years of stories and tales and accounts that the other ones don't have. It has lived all this time. And of course, religious legends and lore lived through the oral tradition for more than centuries; century. They live for millennia. We've seen this in, in all types of history. So I think he's more believable than the skunk ape, more believable certainly than the white thing, which has just showed up in the last 30 years, and, you know, is basically a, an inverse image of a, of a Bigfoot. Uh, so I think he's pretty believable. Jess, what do you think? Believable or no?
2: I think he's believable only because, again, like you said, for the history um, as well as just... <laughs> Honestly, when I think of the Ruger, I think it's what you make it. Whatever form that you think it is, this hairy thing, it's what you make it. So. Well,
1: clearly in the minds of a lot of people in Louisiana and, and probably elsewhere, it's a real thing. You watch some of the videos of people that think they had sightings. And there's one or two I think they really think that's what they're seeing. Some are just obviously drunk or coked up <laughs> or, or something, methed out, something, one of those things. And, and just talking out of their heads. But some of them actually seem afraid. And so I think they find it very believable.
0: Well, I think if you believe a thing enough,
1: there's no place like home. threat level compared to the other legends that we've talked about, how threatening and dangerous is the Rougarou?
0: Okay. Now I say the threat level on this one is a very high level <laughs> because whether it's the Rougarou or not, people can blame it on the Rougarou and mess with your stuff. Yep. You know, hide you your kids, hide your wife. Yeah. <laughs> With the whole yeah, trial the, thing.
1: The social justice. The Rougarou, directly or indirectly, has been responsible for probably many deaths over the centuries. But just as a legend, if the Rougarou were real, the thing seems ferocious. It's got one mission to enforce the rules of Lent, and it's coming for you one way or the other. Or, as a Loop Guru, you became the enforcer of Lent, and you were coming for people one way or the other. <laughs> so the Loop Guru had a mission. He had the teeth and claws and form to enforce that mission, and he did it. So I think it's a high threat level. What do you think?
2: I agree. I agree. Now, I will say, though, when I first think of it, I think of the hairy guy, and then I'm like, well, wait a second. He's just stalking people. I mean, <laughs> what kind of threat is this? But I think Manda put a really, really good uh, spin on it as far as, okay, threat level as in, I can blame you as a Ruguru and you did.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. There's a lot to be scared of with the Rugurus, from the social blame to the teeth and claws.
0: So, compared to the skunk ape and the white thing, Ruguru comes out on top in this, huh? In the,
1: in threat level and believability, I think he wins both categories so far. I mean, even if you go back into some of the other ones that we've talked about, if you go back to the Crybaby Bridge Legends, if you go back to the Wolf Woman of Davis Avenue, the Wolf Woman never hurt anybody. I love her. She, you know, she was seen and disappeared forever. She's like, "Screw this place! I don't like you people. I'm Never coming back." <laughs> she didn't hurt anybody. She just felt prancing around on Davis Avenue in downtown Mobile, and got spotted. But the Rugeru is killing people left and right. So definitely wins out there. Now, in terms of how much we like the Rugeru, how much we want plushies of the Rugeru, or stories about the Rugeru. Where do you rank?
0: Him? I hadn't considered plushies of the Rugeru, <laughs> but now I want one. I mean, look at this face on the court picture. That's <laughs> yeah. adorable. I mean, I'm my my uh, affection is at a maximum because I already said my dog gets called Rougarou all the time, <laughs> and I love him.
1: I don't like the Rugeru at all. He reminds me of what a televangelist wants to be. He wants to take <laughs> everything you've got, including your life, while blaming you for not adhering to his rules of life. So I don't like him at all. Um, I I thought the skunk ape was adorable because he was just a guy that couldn't get rid of his body odor. (laughs) That
0: stank monster. He just
1: kind of showed up and moved stuff around and disappeared again and got seen. and was basically being hunted down by a person named Dave Sheely. So I I like the skunk ape a lot better. Um, And he he hasn't killed anybody. The the rugarus out there making you live his way or die. So no, I don't like him at all
2: all right y'all so when you guys signed me up for this as far as let's get back on and, and you told me about the Ruger, and you said oh, i was just like a werewolf my affection for the werewolf was very high <laughs> i'm thinking okay my teenage <laughs> hormones kicked in i'm thinking taylor lautner i'm thinking joe what's his face michael j fox <laughs> no i did not think teen that wolf that. uh no wait <laughs> that's before my time before my time um, so, my affection for this werewolf was extremely high. That, but, that's, um, <laughs> that's not
1: affection, that's lust for Joe Manangiella and, and his I mean,
2: a lot of women out there can understand. <laughs> he Kelly plays Ray, D&D. he's kind of awesome. To you. <laughs> but um, I, I like him. I think it's a good little boogeyman for people and stuff. Although it kind of scares me because then, now that I, I hear you guys talk about, you know, what he did and how he was kind of a cautionary tale for children then i think of my harry potter roots and i think of Fenrir Greyback and i'm like whoa oh yeah because he is the scariest thing i think you think voldemort's bad no that guy he specifically went out and bit children so that way they would become werewolves
1: it sounds like a rougarou i know <laughs> right <laughs>
2: <laughs> so now my affection went way down i'm just saying <laughs>
0: I still love you, roo roo <laughs>
1: well, You got one out of three, Rougarou, so if you come over, be sure it's when we're at work and Amanda's working from home. Or be <laughs>
2: Joe Maginelli or
1: whatever. Menangiello. Yeah, whatever. I can't
2: <laughs> say his name, but I can say his abs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I think that sums up the roo uh-huh.
0: Well, <laughs> She's hot and bothered by that, too. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I want to play D&D with him. <laughs> Everybody loves Joe, but... So, have we decided on our next legend that we're going after?
1: Yes, and I'll spell this out so you don't think that I used an F-bomb on our podcast. We we try not to go there.
0: This is a sort of PG. So, we're continuing
1: our cryptid Bigfoot-type tour of the South. We're going to Arkansas next to discuss the folk monster, F-O-U-K-E, which is the Arkansas version of Bigfoot. He has quite a different little story there's not as much legend there as even with the skunk ape or the white thing but there's enough there that's different and interesting that i think it warrants its own podcast so in two weeks we're gonna discuss the arkansas folk monster
0: so is he folk or is he fake we're gonna find <laughs> out does he have abs <laughs> have
1: you been to arkansas nobody has no
0: <laughs> you get us in trouble <laughs>
1: And meanwhile, next week, we'll have a new story. I'm going to write a story about Bigfoot, a serious, scary story. We joke around a lot on the Legend Podcast to have fun, but the stories we try to keep serious and scary, we know you want that element. And there just aren't that many scary stories out there about the Bigfoot monster. There, we None of us want to believe it, but I have a scary story in mind. I think you're going to like it, and I think it's one you're going to be able to take seriously. As a spooky tale about the Bigfoot.
2: So not Harry and the Henderson's.
1: Definitely not Harry and the <laughs> Henderson's. We didn't even think about that. I don't know how I missed out on that.
2: I like that movie. I know it's a good
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for letting me join you guys. Thanks yeah. for coming back. Glad Hope to have, have you here. in two more weeks. Thanks everybody for listening. We always love it when you come and Spend some time with us. So uh, if you enjoy our podcast, you need to subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast. We're getting our YouTube channel going. You can hang out with us on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash ain't no such thing. And we have a Patreon as well. So you can check us out in all these places. And so until next time, you all take care. And we're going to be back with another one for you real soon.